Hey, this is Josh Jackson. Carrie Shuck. Keith Heron, and you're listening to another incredible episode of The Big Boy Pants Podcast. Stick around. It's going to be big. Oh, the athleticism. Hey, big boy. Yeah, I'm a big boy. That's a big boy, sir. I'm a big boy. People who put on their big boy pants. Hey, big boy. Hey, how you doing? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. And this is not for the faint of heart. Uh, unplanned. Uh, the major motion picture based on the book by Abby Johnson came out uh, a few weeks ago. And friend of the show and, uh, and guest uh, that we've had before, Brooks Ryan, uh, plays a, a gentleman in the film named Doug Johnson. Doug Johnson, the man, the myth, the legend. He's a man that wears many hats. He's the husband of Abby Johnson, the former Planned Parenthood clinic director turned pro-life advocate. Uh, He is a father. He is a craftsman in many ways. He is a professional wrestling fan. Uh, We got the chance to talk to him, and it was pretty awesome. He called us from his Texas home uh, to chat with us a little bit. Uh, You can find uh, more info about Doug and his various social media outlets. You can find him at Doug on Tap at all the social things. And you can also check out his blog, which is DougOnTap.com. Uh, it's pretty cool. So check that out, and here's the interview. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Big Boy Pants Podcast. And we are so very honored to have with us here a special guest. Uh, his name is Doug Johnson. Go ahead and say hi, Doug. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, there he right. is. Bring there him in he right. is. Oh yeah, break the glass. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it? Do you prefer Doug or Douglas? I know on on Twitter. Oh, Doug. Doug. Yeah, Doug. Okay. What about Dougie? That depends on who you are. But Doug's a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. We'll go with okay. Well, here's here's something I want to put out there really quick, uh, Doug, because when when Carrie uh, had texted me to look you up on Twitter. And we kind of read your little your little blurb there that kind of tells about yourself, and it says you're a stay at home dad, right? Mm-hmm. I I myself am a stay at home dad. Uh, it awesome. says Good you're work. a big professional wrestling fan. Carrie Shuck could not be a bigger wrestling <laughs> fan. And then it also mentions in there how you you do like projects and things around the house. And Josh Jackson is the project man. I am a bunk bed and so builder. <laughs> it's that it's that scene from Step Brothers. It's like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we, dude, like You wanna go in the you wanna go in the Garage to do uh, karate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. What, what's funny? What's funny is, and we'll get into this, but Brooks Ryan, uh, who's my nephew, who portrayed Doug in the movie uh, Unplanned. Tonight, we were. I told him that exact same thing, and he said, "So it takes three of you guys to make one Doug." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep, you're right. Uh, I, I told you I told these guys I was like, you know, the, he's all three of us rolled into one. He's the perfect man. <laughs> man yes. Yes. Doug, Doug, your beard. Congratulations to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> your beard is on point oh like i well thank you i grew it myself <laughs> that's good i'd like to know what products you use yeah uh um 
manliness. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of sweat. <laughs> Sawdust. Yep. Sawdust. <laughs> Everybody here, two-thirds of the Big Boy Pants podcast can grow great beards. I am the third that cannot. It's, oh, you I, grow try, a good I try. It's just not good. Your wife doesn't let you is what it is. Yeah, right? sure. No, it just doesn't grow. It doesn't grow down. We it basically have three stages of beards right now. Yeah. Heath's is down to his chest. Mine is, well, mine's trimmed right now. And Carrie... He keeps his manicured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep mine. Uh, I, I like it above the collarbone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which the wife prefers. She doesn't like me getting all, uh, you know, wizardy. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, no Gandalf beards in the house. Yeah. So it, it, it works for me, and I just don't dye it. I like the grays. I, my kids gave them to me. It's a gift from them, it, it so I don't want to get rid of it. Exactly. Well, yeah. I, I I used to look. I, I'm 39 now. I'll be 40 in August. And probably maybe two, three years ago before my child was born, um, I would have passed for 29. Easy. Easy. Yeah. And now people are yeah. like, you're, you're you're 40, right? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> you can definitely tell. So. No, I tell people I'm 40. They they actually don't believe me, even with the grays. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, when I but tell that's why you grow a beard, to cover up all the ugly. <laughs> yeah. When I tell yeah. people I'm 37, they look at me like, Really? <laughs> Only thirty-seven, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, it's because we start talking. Yeah. We talk about the things you like. They're like, "Oh my god, you're a child." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember, remember when there are no cell phones and we all had beepers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it, <laughs> those were like before. Before they were like when they told you your table was ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when pagers became that. Yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, Doug, how many kids do you have? I were expecting number eight come. Oh, man. You are a champion, sir. I do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me ask you a question that's really been weighing heavy on my my mind as a stay at home right. dad. I only have two kids. Um uh-huh. but they're both in school. I've got one in kindergarten and one in second grade. Um okay. so are you, your kids are in school, some of them? Okay, yeah. So my ages are twelve, so she's my oldest daughter, Grace, she's 12 years old, and she is in sixth grade. Okay. And then I have – then there's a five-year gap, and then I have uh, Alex, who's six, and Luke, who's five. Okay. And they're in kindergarten and pre-K. Okay. And they're only 11 months apart. And then I got Carter, and he's in preschool along with Jude, who's in preschool, and they're four and a half and four. Okay. And Jude we adopted when Carter was only six months old. So I have four boys right there clumped together. Wow. And uh, they're six, five, four, and four. That's and then awesome. I have my 22-month-old twin girls, and then uh, Abby is walking around with number eight. Genderless <laughs> <laughs> fetus. We, we, we have no yeah. idea what we're, we're having. We have, oh, we've never waited before to find out the gender, so this is our... This might be our last ride, so we figured we should. We should. I like how you said "might be," "might be," oh, so man. it's still an option for you. Well, it's, I don't know if we'll do any more DIY kids, but yeah. they're <laughs> contract out for another adoption. Okay, there you okay. Go. So, yeah. Well, here's my question. This is what's been weighing on me. So, okay, every day my kids come home from school, and mm-hmm. they bring home a number of papers with them yes and then we go to church on sundays and wednesdays and again they're coming home with more papers not just papers i mean bags of papers yes there's right there's, the killing trees yes <laughs> now how long as a as a loving and caring father how long do i need to wait before throwing all those things away well i i 
Abby would put them all in a bucket and keep them forever. Yeah. I've also heard of people that take a picture. Hmm. Oh, okay. Make some sort of album out of it. And then I keep the good ones and toss the bad ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Abby, Abby actually bought this really cool thing where you can like clip on art. It, it's, you hang it on the wall and it's like a bunch of, so say you, you know, like the, the old metal paper clips, mm-hmm. not, not the, not the one that used to tell you what to do on your computer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Not the spirally looking one, but you know what I'm talking about? Like a chip clip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so it was like old fence material. And so you, it was screwed in and it has like twine rope holding it all together. It's pretty cool. And you just put the, you just clip their little projects on there. Okay. That's a okay. good idea. And then you throw them away and, in like a day or two, right? <laughs> well, yeah. if, you if rotate them. Seasonal, Get a rotate. If you have really good Christmas ones, you keep those. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. So the seasonal ones, I say keep those, but you pack them away mm. with the Christmas decorations. You're, you're making mm. me feel terrible now well, because I, I, I mean, I will glance at them all. <laughs> and then before my wife gets home, the majority of them are, are thrown away. No, I just killed half a forest today. <laughs> okay. So you don't need to feel bad. No, okay. it's, it's, if I didn't throw it away, it's because I didn't find it and I was too lazy. I I'm see. telling you, it's like 10% of them are worth keeping. I got it. If it's a handprint, you keep it. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, a, that's something I keep. If it's a squibble of something you can't recognize, you don't keep that. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I, th- these guys up here have given me a lot of guff for keeping... Um, greeting cards and stuff like i'd get my wife a a valentine's day card if you open up two drawers in our house it's just filled with you know the the cards and everything and they're like oh no you just throw those away yeah so somebody gives you to you throw them away so my wife is the one that would buy a huge bucket at walmart to just start putting everything of logan's in so yeah well no when you have eight kids or going on eight kids you can't keep this stuff yes or two. No. You gotta buy some storage <laughs> lockers. Yeah, or yeah, whatever it is. I'm gonna like tell you said, what I do. It just keeps coming. I hope it ends up on the floorboard of the truck on the way from mm-hmm. church to home. That way they get out and then they never see it again. <laughs> they don't know. It doesn't make it in the house. It goes right into the recycle bin. And yeah. you know, they'll bring another one home next week. <laughs> it it gets so trampled, it just looks like trash. That's exactly no matter what. right. That's exactly right. how it works. It's no big deal. Um, well, I drive a 12 passenger van. Well, you have to. <laughs> everything looks like trash in there. <laughs> it's, it's just uh, goldfish dust and McDonald's french fries. Oh, my gosh. On the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's that way in my truck, and I'm the only one who rides in my truck. So, <laughs> yeah. so It's, it's all around the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so let me ask you about this, Doug. What? Because um, you mentioned um, on, your, on your Twitter page about the different projects that you do. What are some things that you're working on? Uh, well, I need to, uh, build a room for the twin girls, but I'm waiting to see what the next baby's going to be. If we have another girl, then the three of them are going to bunk up. If it's another boy, then I got to add another bunk to the bunk beds already built for the boys. Okay. And so, and then I think I'm going to make their playroom a little cooler, but they keep tearing it up. So I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to really put the kind of effort into that, but the backyard is probably my next Big project. I have a TD out there, so I want to build a cabinet for it, and an outdoor kitchen for all the man grilling I do. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to put down some um, astroturf because I'm tired of the mud. Man, I'm telling you right now, Ron Swanson has some competition out there. Oh, he does. 
Ron Swanson is the greatest fictional character ever created. Fictional. And what are you hey, talking about? He might be sitting next to me, Doug. I've always yeah. thought like Josh Jackson may be. That is my real. goal in life. He was hey, he was actually in Oklahoma City and picking up dinner where Josh and his wife were having dinner. So he came wow. in yeah, five so. feet behind me, and I never got to see him. So Our bar, uh, the guy that was uh, waiting on us was like, yeah, um, Nick Offerman was just right there. <laughs> and man, it severely messed with his tip, not letting me know that. Oh man, that that's that'd be cool to meet him. Yeah, you because know, he is into the woodworking thing in real life. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he's the libertarian. We we've we've we treated him be. as well. I don't but, think he uh, is. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> from I put, his tweets, I, I I doubt he is. I put a little tweet yeah. out to him, trying to get a little you know little feedback from him. But um, my Twitter has like eight followers. So he probably yeah. didn't give yeah. me a whole lot of credit. I forgot. That. Let's, let's so. blow this one off. I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's gonna see this. I forgot to I forgot to mention to you, Doug. Um, so I know I know you guys have been getting a lot of attention lately, but I don't know if bit. you're ready. I don't know if you're ready for the literally tens of people that are gonna hear this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, you're about uh, to, you're gonna catch Abby on followers. With this one, yeah, with this one, yeah. <laughs> this could be the one. Oh my gosh, yeah. She so she comes home, and I was like, "Oh man, I finally hit ten thousand likes on my Facebook public Facebook page that I've had for three or four years." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I just got twelve thousand likes on Twitter in the last twenty four hours." Like, <laughs> that's, you, you just make me feel bad as a human. That's yeah, what you say. That's what you say. It's not a competition. <laughs> At least not a competition. Yeah, she just swept the leg right there. Boom. Oh. Right <laughs> that's what she took the LaRusso uh, kick to the head. That's illegal. We all know. Yes. So. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. And she's like, oh, but I feel really proud of you for your teeth. I was like, don't talk to me. Don't, don't you patronize me. I'm, I'm get getting, out of here. I'm going to go. Go, go hang out with the senators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get on an airplane with some wrestlers. Go, we don't go care. hang out with Ted Cruz or whatever. <laughs> go text the governor. Ah, whatever it is you do. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Doug, you live in, in the Austin area? Yes, Austin, Texas area. Yeah. Okay, but you're a but you're an A and M Aggie, right? Abby went to A and M. I went to Sam Houston down the road. I went to the smaller school. Okay, and uh, yeah, she graduated from Texas A and M, but we lived there for about fourteen years, and that was where she worked for Planned Parenthood as well mm-hmm. in the Bryan Clinic. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're huge OU fans up here. You know that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when somebody says. Not you know what? Uh, whenever, whenever we played OU, OU and Nebraska fans were the most fun to hang out with when they would come down and play A and M. Oh, good. I agree. I'm glad to hear that. I would, I, I would say them, and I wasn't there for like we we were gone by the time Alabama fans started coming around. But I heard they're good good people, and so no, it's you know the only fans that sucked were Texas Tech and, and UT. Yep. yep. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yep. Te- They're kind of the worst. Uh, Missouri fans uh, are pretty awful too. So, oh really? I, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I know at one of the um, Big Twelve championship games where it was at the Cotton Bowl, they were OU crushed them, and they were taking screws out of the seats and throwing them at us. So uh, yeah, that happened. So which is vandalism and attacking people <laughs> all the same time. That's terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Chase Daniels. Uh. <laughs> it should, it should, at least. At least Texas Tech fans just throw tortillas at you. It's, yeah, oh. like so. <laughs> but they're so frozen, you, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're kind of the worst. I mean, I have two rules. My kids can't go to USC 
and they can't go to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. UT maybe because we have some family that went there, mm-hmm. but they just can't wear skinny jeans and become hipsters. Just like other. <laughs> I, I can't deal with that. <laughs> I, one of my one of my uh, Brooks's younger brother Taylor. We were actually talking one day about our kids, and uh, you know, hey, would you let your kid go to UT? And uh, he said, um, nothing nothing goes from. Uh, down horns to hook them faster than a good scholarship. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have a little legacy there, so we may end up with that. But we'll see. A good school, but yeah, you got to keep them keep them on the straight and narrow. Right. Right. Hey, yeah, well, we, we live close by, so we'll be like, look, you you live at home. Yeah. And you go to class down there. There you go. Well, let's uh let's change gears and let's talk about the movie, of mm-hmm. course, unplanned. Uh, that came out a, a couple of weeks ago. And our good friend, Brooks Ryan, portrayed you uh, in this film. Now, of course, uh, you know, Brooks did an excellent job. But I wanted to ask you, if you could have picked your, uh, the actor to play you, uh, who would it have been? Okay, so thinking small, uh, I thought it would be really cool to reunite Fred Savage and uh, the chick that played Winnie Cooper. Winnie, uh-huh. Oh, man. The Wonder Years. Danica I thought that would have been a yeah. great Doug and Abby. That would have been great. I didn't even think about that. I, I didn't like, either. That, but, that would be awesome. But now that I see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, no, uh, if, uh, Abby would have liked Bradley Cooper, probably so she could beat Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, what I was, but, uh, what I was thinking ahead. was in, um, you know, in the movie, um, there's a scene where um, Doug and Abby talk about watching a movie, and they said they both yes. agree on watching 300. And so I was mm-hmm. thinking Gerard Butler got that beard. would totally have been a good, uh, a good guy uh, to play you. I have been told I have a Leonidas beard so many times. Yeah. I don't have Leonidas anything else. Six-pack? Uh, you, that, that, you don't got that six-pack? Hey. No, no, I might have the shoulder tops, <laughs> but no, no, just the beard. Okay. Hey, okay. hey, those abs were painted on. Yeah, that's so, true. So anybody can have them. Yeah, that's true. Well, I've learned... To flex the fat on oh, top yeah. of my abs mm-hmm. to look cool. like abs, and maybe if I just shave the massive amount of be- uh, yeah, just a little outline. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Th- that's what dads do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just shine the right light just correctly, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't move, don't breathe. No, don't look awesome. You just you you go if you can't breathe, you just you just pass out. Just right. not to let them see. <laughs> it's worth going out for. It yes. Is. And uh, another Looking question awesome. Another question I have for you is, uh, Carrie uh, made an appearance in, in the film for a few seconds. He played uh, the best man in your wedding. Uh, how how did he do? Did he, did he really <laughs> represent that character well? Yes. Well, does he have red hair? No, no. I've got black hair. Dad guy. Oh, no. But we, we think okay. Carrie is the best man in any room he's in. So <laughs> That's true. I, well, we thought it was a I perfect was told, role for him. That both both me and Abby's first husband had the same first man. Oh, really? Is that what? is uh, that incorrect? No, no, no. Like who, who, same who, who, people. It's in the same church. Abby oh. definitely has the same girl standing up with her both times. Yes. No. Uh, it's actually different. I'll give you this quick story of me freaking out that day. So Brooks, maybe a month before, he texted me and he said, "Hey, they need a best man for this part." Would you like to do it? And of course, I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do it." Absolutely. So yeah. uh, he says, "What time?" They text me, tell me what time to be there. I'm there twenty minutes early. Um, I pull in, and of course, I mean, you were there at the set. Like whenever you pull in, you have to have um, a, a little bus, or you know, bring you over 
to the area, like where the church is. So they bring the extras over and um, we get out and they're like, okay, you're an extra. You need to go over here. You need to go over here. And they take me to like the extra area because it's the wedding scene. Well, Uh I'm trying to tell somebody, I'm like, I'm not just an extra. I'm supposed to be the best man. But everybody I'm trying to talk to just keeps blowing by me. So then I hear somebody yell, we're set up for the wedding scene. We're set up for the wedding scene. Go. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? I start texting my wife who's supposed to text Jesse, which is, um, you know, Brooks's wife. And I'm like, I'm just stuck in this, uh, extra room and I am freaking out and sweating. And uh, finally somebody gets, I stop somebody. I'm like, look, I'm the best man. My nephew is Brooks. I'm supposed to be here for, and somebody says to go to the wedding scene. Like, oh no, this is her first wedding. And they're like, you'll be with these groomsmen. So it was completely different people who went to go okay. get suits for that one. So I had a little minor heart attack thinking I wasn't going to, <laughs> to make it to the scene that I was going to be in. But yeah, so it well, worked out. my fun story, my best man in real life dated uh, a girl I went to high school with whose sister was Abby's first husband's second wife. Did you catch all that? I did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hang on. I got to write that down. <laughs> so yeah, it was a crazy connection. Abby ended up marrying two men from the same hometown area and everything. So yeah, it's just like kind of a small world kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah only in Texas, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in the South. Well, I, we're not South. We're Texas. The rest of you guys are the South. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you guys were to secede, you guys got your own thing. You can do whatever you guys want. We're trying to get you back. So, yeah, there you go. Well, it's it's a good position to be in. Exactly. I like it. Yeah, exactly. I dig it. Um, well, and that's what, one of the things I, I had told Brooks. I was like, hey, do you know who his best man was? Am I doing this right? He's like, you just stand there and smile. And I was like, then I guess I, <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't meet Brooks until he was done filming everything for me. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, I showed up, and there he was, him and, his, and Jesse. And uh, she was, you know, showing pregnant, and we hung out for maybe a couple hours, and I, I don't think we could have stopped. We could have kept hanging out. It yeah. been a great time, and you know, he's a great guy. I saw him at the premiere for the film, and we texted each other. I started out just messaging Jesse every once in a while. I was like, "Can you give me Brooks' phone number?" So, <laughs> he's the worst guy to get a hold of. Oh, yep. tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm secret. I don't. I want to be a big movie star, but don't ever." Try to contact me. Yes, you know, even if you want me to be in a movie. So, uh, like the people on set, the the producers are like, "Oh no, we don't. Even, we barely know how to get in contact with him." <laughs> and so, anyway, he was, you know, he's a great guy. I love talking to him, and uh, we'll text back and forth. In fact, I was at a premiere, and I took a screenshot of his face, you know, on the screen. And sent it to him, I was like, ah, I never get tired of seeing this face. And we just kind of went from there goofing off. And, you know, he he's a good guy. I like that he played me. The, it was pretty cool. The day they announced the film came out was the day his that their baby was born. Yes. I just thought that was pretty neat. And so and she she took the time to like read Abby's book and look and like stalk us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brooks was like, nope, I'm just gonna take the script and get it done. <laughs> and he could not have done a better job. And when we met each other, we're so much alike. We have similar personalities. Our, both of us, when we smile, our eyeballs disappear. You know, we have squinty <laughs> smiles. And, yeah. So, no, he, he, he was perfect. And I, I couldn't have picked anybody better myself. Awesome. Well, awesome. I, I mean, I remember uh, when he actually got the role, he was playing church softball with us. And I went to pick him up. 
and uh, we're driving there, and he said, "Hey, I got to tell you something." And he said, "He of course he couldn't talk about the movie, couldn't say what was going on." He's like, "But I got this role, and it's going to be a a, a a motion picture, and uh, you know, just start praying because uh, it's kind of a a tough subject." And I was yeah. like, "Okay, yeah, sure will." And I remember going to the uh, to be the extra. Um, when the gentleman was the first part, he was going to be the, the pastor in the part where they go to the church. I had to play an extra in that scene too. And he starts okay. talking about, um, you know, when life is in the womb and everything. And then it started, the pieces come together and then we take a break and he said, Hey, who all here knows Abby Johnson? And I immediately, like my eyes get wide and I'm like, this is Abby Johnson's story. And it's oh, like, okay. So you, we, knew, you knew before. Him. And I don't think we were supposed to know, <laughs> but then I immediately text my wife and I said, uh, you need to start. We need to be praying for Brooks and everybody on this movie, like immediately, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. at that point you don't know what what it's going to be. And then, um, of course, with everything that's come out with uh, not getting advertisements, uh, the rated R for that shouldn't be a rated R. The the fact that Twitter for nine months didn't touch the anything with the movie, and then they delete the movie and delete followers off of Twitter. I mean, everything that's gone against it and. Right now, it sits at thirteen point seven million at the box office, and after tonight, it's going to be over fourteen million. It's just crazy how well it's done. Oh yeah, it's doing phenomenal, and they they still, I think, are getting the most money per screen. Yes, it, it sucks. Yeah, the the measuring point is is dollars, but that's how you vote mm-hmm. when it comes to movies, right? This is what we want to see. We pay our hard money, hard earned money to see it, and so yeah, they're making the most money per screen still. And and yeah, they're not making as much money as the other films, but they're doing it on a quarter of the number of screens That's all or I theaters. See. Yeah, and so yeah, it's it's a big, it's a little engine that could, it won't go away. You know, they keep trying to make it go away, and it's just not gonna. Well, it's about to go international, right? Yeah, I think this summer they're gonna start hitting the uh, overseas and international. And I tell you, man, on, on social media, New Zealand's like. When's the movie coming to New Zealand? When's it coming to Ireland? I was like, yeah, guys, it's awesome. all we did was sign a contract, <laughs> and then other people know what they're doing, so you're gonna have to ask those people. But anyway, but it's it's fun to watch the whole thing go down. It, it's fun to see, and just from from talking with us, we're uh, of course all pro life, and Josh will give his story because he actually got to hear Abby speak um, years before we did, and mm-hmm. the fact that that's so God driven that no ads, all of this stuff thrown against it. And it's just like, no, I'm getting this message out there. I don't care how it's going to go. And it's, it's amazing to see. Yeah. Oh, it is. You know, and even in Chuck and Carrie, the directors, they'll tell you like, they couldn't get anyone from Hollywood to touch it. And he goes, you know what? I think God's mad at Hollywood anyway. Cause mm-hmm. it's so corrupt. Like we're going to go with all no names in this movie. And like, when you talk to anyone involved in the movie and how they got there and you're like, wow, God really set the path for every little intricate piece of this movie. And it's pretty, pretty cool to watch. You're like, whoa, I almost forgot how awesome God is. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then we made this movie and it, it, I've, I've been reminded and I'll never forget again. So it's been really tremendous for our life too. Yeah. It was awesome about, I think it was about three years ago, me and my wife or two years ago, we got to go to Norman to a gala for mm-hmm. uh, the Eden clinic down there. And we got to hear your wife speak and you know, we got our book signed, got to meet her. And then mm-hmm. um, Kerry Shuck actually asked me, me and Keith, he was like, hey, they need some more extras in a wedding scene. Or he didn't even say wedding scene, I don't think. No, just, just a... They just need scene. more extras. Well, I had taken off work that day to go golf with Kerry. 
And so I was like, ah, I took off work today. I don't think I'll be able to do that tomorrow. They're shooting a movie in Stillwater. How big is that going to mm-hmm. be? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, once a lifetime. Yeah, what do you know? Yeah. What, what do I know? And then come to find out, you know, Carrie's like, this, this movie's about Abby Johnson. And I mean, like, I mean, it, it was like a punch in the stomach. Like, yeah. I could have been in a movie about Abby Johnson's oh. life. And that, that was just incredible. And I am very mad at myself for missing that. But it was it was an amazing opportunity to get to hear your wife speak at the gala and tell her story and you know just see how much money she can raise in a small event like that and I mean oh it, she's just, she's talented she's a talented, talented lady and I don't just say it as her husband like as a, I've been a spectator too and I'm like wow she she owns a room she does and she's hilarious like she can mm-hmm. she can keep it very serious but throws in, you know, a punchline here and there and gets everybody laughing and then gets them right back on track mm-hmm. and just draws right. them right back in. No, she and I, we could, we could do the Jim Gaffigan thing. I, we, <laughs> she and I could write comedy and she could go on the road and we could put all these 5,000 kids in, in a bus. And, <laughs> let's go travel. Let's do this. Yeah. But, you know, she she's so good at what she does. And, and she owes it all to Planned Parenthood, not only for getting her story out there, but for getting paying to train her <laughs> for yeah. media training. <laughs> yeah. And so thank you. Yeah. And how amazing is it that the movie unplanned on Twitter has more followers than Planned Parenthood does? Mm-hmm. You know, I just think Planned Parenthood, they're just, they don't know their audience anymore. Yeah. They're it's, just trying to ple- uh, please everyone and they can't please everyone. And this movie and Abby has never been anything but consistent and straightforward. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And Abby, Twitter will not give her that little check mark. No, yeah, yeah. That, we were it, just talking about that. Yeah. 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 It, Josh, Josh was like, okay, Abby Johnson's like, well, no, she's got to be verified, right? I'm like, no, they will not verify her. I don't understand why. Unreal. So, no, she has applied for that several times and she can't seem to get that. I mean, there were people with less followers with that check mark. Here's no, nope, not Abby. Here's something funny. The Dumbo movie has 16,000 followers and it's verified. Wow. So, uh, man, <laughs> let me tell you about movies I don't want to go see. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's how I, well, I love I love those movies. I love Disney. I love those kind of movies, but something about that Dumbo movie, it no. just didn't sit well with me in the previews. Oh, I didn't either. My wife was like, Are we going to take our son? I'm like, It's a movie about animal cruelty and a, an elephant gets taken <laughs> from his mother. You want to go see that? So, anyway, yeah. No, no. But what's now, great about Unplanned... Tim Burton's seen better days. Yes, too, he has. So. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. What's great about Unplanned is it takes the elephant in the room and puts it right in the middle of the room. <laughs> See exactly. What there? Man. <laughs> man, get off your segue, See what Josh. it did? See what it did there? Yeah, nice. Good work. <laughs> Very cool. Well, was, there, um, was there anything in the movie, um, Doug, that you felt um, was just... I mean, obviously, it sticks pretty close with the book. Was there any like scene or anything specific that you felt that the movie just really nailed oh uh okay when abby goes out to ask him to move the camera oh okay that was pretty fantastic and uh no that that word for word pretty much happened yeah like with sean <laughs> coming back with you just named all these other like atrocities against humanity yeah 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 and, that really happened. I remember she came home that day. She could not have been more pissed. I mean, she was so mad. <laughs> no, that was, yeah. She was like, yeah. I just turned the sprinkler on him. So, yeah, that was pretty legit. Uh, yeah, that's, that, I remember that scene being being one of the best best scenes in the movie. And and to hear that it really happened that way is awesome. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, like, a lot of, like the, the scene where 
Brooks is like, baby, 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 I don't, you know, the you're only two centimeters dilated. That's pretty darn close, dude. That was a terrible day. <laughs> that birth did not go well, but the fact that they made that a funny scene was really, really good. Yeah. And then uh, I'm trying to think. There were a few that they really got well. I mean, in the in in the the room where the CGI abortion scene happens. Oh yes. You know where she's holding the thing. That's. I remember the day Abby came home and told me what she saw. And she's like, Doug, I saw something today. I don't really know what to do with it. And she's kind of describing it to me. But the way she's describing it to me, she's standing in the middle of the living room acting it out. So she's got her hand acting as though she's got the probe in her hand. And and then she's got her body turned and she's looking out into space. You can tell she's like imagining the screen there. And she's looking at that. She's kind of telling me the story. And it was very like ingrained in her brain. Yeah. Like you could tell that she was never going to forget that. And she's telling me about it. And she didn't get emotional, but she didn't get non-emotional. She was just, she tells she was really kind of thinking out loud. And so, and the way they did that in the movie was really, really good. And just kind of her in the moment and the, oh my gosh, what am I doing kind of moment. And right. So that, that was really, really good. And then, uh, and then like, okay, so whenever she left, she actually called me on the phone to tell me she'd gone over to the coalition. But, uh, yeah, I knew like she called me and she's like, you'll never, I could tell she'd been crying all day. She goes, you never guess where I've been today. And I was like, Oh, you've been over at the coalition. I'm sure. She's like, how did you know? And I was like, it just felt like it was time. And so, and the lines they gave Brooks were really good. And so that even though like we weren't face to face for that conversation, I really enjoyed that. That was really good. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. And, but oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I would, I would say like, it's funny to me that Brooks and I didn't meet and how well he got my cadence, the way I talk and everything. And so I, w- I would say that's an, the way they wrote it. It was funny because Chuck, the tall one, tall director, mm-hmm. he you know, like I took a picture and he's like, thank you for being funny. Because with him and the guy that played the lawyer, oh, yeah. Jeff Perry, oh, yeah, yeah. he nailed it. He didn't meet Jeff either. And he could not have been more exactly and confident and cocky and just smarmy like a lawyer, <laughs> like Jeff is in real life. And Jeff is super proud of it. In fact, on that billboard, that's Jeff Paradowski's actual phone number. He wanted to advertise you in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just just seeing him, my wife and I, we left the movie. And of course, it's not one of those movies when you leave, you, you say to somebody like, hey, did you like it? I mean, it's, you know, it's like, it's informative. You need to know. But then she was like, if you could have been a character in that movie... You wanted to be the lawyer, didn't you? I was like, oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. You wanted you wanted to stick it to her, like, and I'm the one that gave it to you. Oh yeah, you know, that was yeah. awesome yeah. one. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking that too. Um, when I watched a little bit of a of a podcast that you did on that you posted um on YouTube, um, I think it was just earlier today, or it might have been yesterday. But yeah, um, it was Friday. Yeah. Okay, and then just I I was listening to you. That's the first time I've heard your voice, and just listening to you talk, and like you said, the cadence. And I, I thought there were just so many similarities mm-hmm. with your voice and, and Brooks. Um, mm-hmm. You guys, I think, just naturally uh, have that same kind of that same kind of tenor in your voice, right? So that was pretty no, cool. Yeah, it's it's been fun. Like I said, getting to know them, just how much alike we are. And so I guess you know, again, when you see where God has touched things, and for Brooks and I to become friends, that that means a lot to me. And Abby and Ashley have become friends too, and her family's great as well. And her husband. I have a great picture of me, Brooks, and Ashley's husband 
all together. And there's a little too much handsome in that picture. We almost broke the internet with that sucker. <laughs> yeah. Brooks will do that to any picture. Yeah, he's a jerk. <laughs> right? Yeah. Josh here, whenever uh, Brooks and Jesse walk into church, Josh will say, well, here come the pretty people. We can all go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect little hey, family. From here, all the wives were talking about how good Jesse looked. Oh, yeah, I mean... Oh, did you see how gorgeous Jesse was? Uh, nope. Y'all go talk. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure everybody's like, oh, man, he's going to have a hard time finding somebody as pretty as him. And then it's like, oh, wow. She kind of stepped it down a little bit for Brooks. <laughs> yeah, well, he married up. He found a way to marry up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's let's go ahead and flip gears again here really quick, and let's let's talk about the real subject. I mean, the real reason we have you on the show today, which is which is WrestleMania, was just on Sunday night. Yes, and sir. I mean, I mean, what a show! What a show! What were your thoughts about WrestleMania? It wasn't the best WrestleMania, but overall, I'd say it's an A minus. Oh, good. Okay, good. A minus. Yeah, that's good. B that's plus, good. A minus. I get yeah, it, I think I get overall, I mean, the botched ending. It was what it was. I, I just don't think the chemistry was there for you know. We wanted to see Becky and and uh, Ronda go at it one on one. Maybe a one on one would have been better. The three way, I don't know. But uh, that ending was kind of, and then, uh, but overall, no, I've like the Kofi Mania thing. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So good. You know, we finally got what we wanted. It, the, okay. So the match of the night for me was Kofi and, and Daniel Bryan and um, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson. I'll be the Mark. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the fact that like the smart Mark, the smart Mark, it's just so funny that it, it's kind of lost today. You'll see it in matches with the revival. You definitely see it with matches with Daniel Bryan and especially of Kofi. It's the story that's being told the whole time. And my wife does not like professional wrestling. She doesn't get it. But once our kid goes to bed and WrestleMania is on, we'll watch it. And I, I'll sit there and tell like, you don't even get like the story. She's like, there's no story. They're guys in tights that are throwing each other around. I'm like, no, you don't understand how this story is going. And uh, to see how it was all done was just, it was masterfully done. It was great. You know, my my wife Abby Abby will watch. She's been to some wrestling shows. She likes going more than she likes watching it on TV. Yes. And I've got my twelve year twelve year old daughter into it. She actually met Becky Lynch at a Comic Con here in Austin. Oh, awesome! Or Wizarding World. It wasn't Comic Con. It's mm-hmm. you know one of the lessers. Okay. But that was awesome. So she met she met Becky, and Becky could not have been sweeter in real life, and she could not have been tinier. Good lord, that woman is so small. <laughs> And then, uh, and then my boys, I got to take them to a show and this was last year's WrestleMania road to WrestleMania. And they got to see, uh, uh, it was Dolph Ziggler and one of the Lucha Dragons. I forget which one it is. Which one's the better known one? Oh, uh, Sinkara? No, no, Sinkara. Yeah. yeah, It was Dolph Ziggler and Sinkara. They went 20 minutes and my five-year-old son at the time, he's six now. He never let, like his butt was out of his seat. Mm-hmm. Like everything is like, oh my gosh, oh, he was just so into it. But anyway, well, so no, the the kids watch with me, and Abby's favorite is Randy Orton oh. for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> the like Viper. My, like my okay, my wife will watch a Randy Orton match. I remember when the he was wrestling Lesnar, and they did the whole thing where Lesnar's on Raw, and then he comes from SmackDown and just uh, delivers the RKO. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, that, and then this is her words right after it happens. I don't even think she's watching. She goes, well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why you think it's pretty cool. Cause that dude with like eight abs is standing on the top rope. 
Doing his pose. Doing his pose, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's one of those again. Yeah. He's another Brooks. Another Brooks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned um, you mentioned taking your kids to a live show. Uh, a couple of years ago, I got to take my kids to a house show here in Oklahoma City, and mm-hmm. um, we got ringside seats. So we were right in one of the corners, and um, John Cena was there. And um, he got, it was like, it was a, I think it was like a four-way match or something, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns and, and John Cena and um, I can't remember who else. But anyway, was Finn Balor in that one? Finn Balor might have been in that yeah. one. Um, but Cena got thrown out, and uh, you know Cena can sell for like twenty minutes outside of the ring, and so he rolls to the corner that me and my son are at, and he sees my son kind of you know, kind of yelling at him, and he comes right up to that corner and just sits in that corner where my son can talk to him. Like he doesn't uh-huh. ever, he never really directly responds to him, but he's kind of reaching for my son's hand. And oh man, like that, that was just the highlight of my life right there. Cause yeah. I, I'm a huge John Cena fan. I mean, Carrie yeah, gives why me, why shouldn't you be? Yeah. Carrie uh, gives I, me, I was, crap I was not that. on that boo John Cena train. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that I mean, support. He, he was awesome. <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he's a great, uh, you know, who cares if he, the five moves of doom thing, he, yeah. he got it over. He did. I, I <laughs> he have, made it work. I have since <laughs> won, awesome. I have since one eightied on John Cena. Um, and I think what it was was his matches with AJ Styles. I, I was never a boo like John Cena. I just wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't cheer. You I wouldn't like, stand up. I you would, wouldn't stand I, up I, for I, him I, when we I, when we went to Raw. I did not stand up for him. And we went to the Raw where Seth Rollins broke his nose here in Oklahoma City, and it was amazing. Oh man, to see. that's amazing. It was yeah. amazing to see. And I wouldn't stand up. And I, of course, Seth Rollins is. One of my faves, so I, I'm cheering for that. But when he started his matches with AJ Styles and uh, it, the work effort that that went in with AJ Styles and the fact that Cena was able to match it, I I was like, okay, I'm sold. This guy's good. So I think the turning point for me was the matches he did with Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. probably around that SummerSlam. But then you know his elbow was the size of a freaking softball. That was pretty nasty looking because he had the yeah. separated uh, tricep. And then moving on, then his matches he had with uh, Kevin Owens were amazing. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely thought he should have lost to Rusev at WrestleMania. Yep. I really wish that's the only time I think whoever in creative buried a character for John Cena was the Rusev thing, and maybe Bray Wyatt. It, yeah, it, it's two characters that everybody loves, and uh, like the Rusev Day, how over could Rusev Day be that that Vince McMahon came out and was like, "All right, I'm just cutting it off." Like, I just don't get how come Rusev keeps getting buried like at every corner because he's such. I a don't talented understand person. why his wife lost her his her accent. Oh, yes, <laughs> and why that gimmick stopped. I mean, like you got this ridiculously good looking woman. With this cool accent, you're doing the Rocky Four thing, yeah. and it's working. Yeah. Oh man, come on now. Okay, it, I want to I want to take a pause real quick and tell our <laughs> listeners that all you guys that don't know what's going on right now, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> so I'm with you. You're, hang so on, y'all you're, just. You're supposing that people are still listening. Though. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, just, y'all just sit back with me and let's enjoy this. We're going to learn a few things. Uh, yeah, there you go. It, it, hey, if, if, if anybody ever wants to sit with me and talk talk wrestling, you'll love it by the end of it. So. Well, think about this. Who who else is going to have Doug Johnson on and want to talk about wrestling? I, this I, is and amazing. I, and I'm telling you, you guys can look at me. I'm enjoying every minute of this. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm enjoying every minute of this. Yeah. Okay, so I want to know so you guys' uh, top fives all time. 
wrestlers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're you're, you're, I can you're go first. Plus go ahead. More plus one. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Keith. I'll kind of go chronologically um, for me. So I'm going to start with my favorite as a kid, Bret Hart, um, yes. which closely followed by Mr. Perfect. Um, I mean, just because that the whole this is why we're going to be friends. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Now, I do, I do have to throw Ultimate Warrior in there, oh, yeah. uh, not on wrestling ability, but just on the character sure, and the energy. Yeah. It, the the pop um, he got, I'll, the pop he got when he beats Honky Tonk Man at mm-hmm. SummerSlam is the craziest thing I'd ever heard. I remember watching it live. And when Honky Tonk Man was like, I don't have anybody to wrestle, get somebody out here. And when his music hits, I mean, just watching on TV, it hurt my ears. So, yeah, it was awesome. Um, So that's three. Um, Then uh, John Cena, I'll put John Cena in there. Um, And then, of course, Stone Cold. Um, Just because it doesn't, for me, it doesn't get any better than someone who is completely meant to be a heel, who is just so over with the crowd that that he can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything he did with Bret Hart was pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, great! Yeah, and then I'll also say to a lesser extent, uh, in in the recent years, Roman Reigns. Um, but I was really not happy with his match at WrestleMania. Really? Uh, no, I, I didn't like it either. Yeah. I, I hope they can get McIntyre over because, yes. man, I want to see the belt on that guy. That yes. guy is tremendous. He's but, huge. Yeah, he's a massive human being. <laughs> He's no, and he looks phenomenal. No, he, he yeah. looks the part. I just, I don't I, get him off the microphone. Get that guy a manager. Yes. Get, yes. get Paul Heyman to take that guy on. And I think you got him over. I, I will say this and, uh, and then I'll go to my, my uh, Mount Rushmore. I remember a few years ago when they're trying to, you know, get Roman over, get Roman over, get Roman over. And he came out and he was kind of mad at the crowd a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of mm-hmm. grew his beard in. And he just kind of walked out. And I thought what you need to do right now is you need to bring him back next week with Paul Heyman because this is when Lesnar's like doing his little stint with UFC, like going to fight, and yeah. you do not let Roman Reigns talk for one year. One year, you bring him in and he just starts beating fools up, and then you just have Heyman talk for him and he just stands there, and then well, he could he could he could roll his eyes at the crowd. Yep, I mean maybe make facial expressions. That's what that's what Brock does. He just laughs. He just laughs. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, it and it, it and it's just makes people so mad. That I mean, mm-hmm. he, he it's believable. So, yeah. so mine, uh, my just out of which would be my five is CM Punk. Um, okay, even for, I mean from the Ring of Honor days all the way up through um, into the WWE and like his. It, obviously, he's not a good UFC fighter, but um, I no, just, he, <laughs> it didn't work out. Well. I, I just love being able to see people on the mic that can mesmerize people and they do their 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 truths on the mic. That you're just like this guy's really, I mean, he's really selling it. You know, he, he's really telling mm-hmm. the story. My number four is Shawn Michaels, because um, it's Shawn Michaels. I mean, he doesn't. He's never had a bad match, man. He even had Marty Jannetty. Even when he, great. even when he lost his yeah. smile, though. Uh, it, now, there's certain things about him, like not wanting to lose. Yeah, and he didn't want to really put people over. I get it, but the match he had with Ric Flair for Ric Flair's career. Yeah. An amazing match. His matches with Undertaker. I mean, he's a six foot guy that's wrestling a six ten guy and making everything believable. And that's a lot to go with Taker, but it's a lot to go with Shawn Michaels too. Well so, he probably has some of the probably two or three of the top five feuds that they've had in the WWE. Yeah. That's yeah. A good point. Yeah. And one of the biggest Maybe work, maybe shoots ever with the Montreal screw job. So we didn't, nobody <laughs> really knows what happened. But 
Um, well, he had a when he when he uh, put Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. Oh, one of the greatest classic. things ever. That got Brutus the Beefcake in the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, Brutus. I was a, I was a big. Mark oh, for Brutus. oh, Brutus was great, no. man. Brutus was great. I, I, I was strutting. Oh yeah, I was seven I, years old. It was awesome. That I, guy was fantastic. I used to come into my house with our hedge clippers, and I'd fight my sister's cabbage patch dolls <laughs> and everything. Um, I never three Stone Cold because um, just how you what just what you said, Keith. I mean. You get you have a bad guy that nobody can make a bad guy. Yeah. I mean anything he does. My number two is Ric Flair. Um, I, the Four Horsemen are the greatest faction I've ever seen in my days. And uh, my number one is Arn Anderson. And it's a lot of people always laugh at that. But the Enforcer. The Enforcer. No, he, he God just, bless you, sir. That that's fantastic. Thank you. He <laughs> he just looks like a guy that's on your street who is like the big bird. Like your guy. uncle. Like, He's your, like your uncle. uncle. It's like, hey, my Uncle Arn. But he was so good. And his DDT and Spinebuster are, next to Jake Roberts' DDT, is like the greatest thing ever. My so, uncles were more look, like hacks. When he came back. out the curtain, you <laughs> believed he was going to whoop somebody. Exactly, right? I mean, it's... And I just remember him not getting much talk, because Rick, because you got Ric Flair, you don't have to talk much. But man, when he would talk, I just was like, I think Arn Anderson is the greatest thing ever. So, yeah. You know, when he came over with the Brain Busters, oh, yeah, totally. I still think that's one of the greatest tag teams that yep. the WWE ever had. Yep. Their feud with Demolition, I remember one night at a house show, it, this was the greatest, I mean, this is, it still gives me goosebumps. So, <laughs> sorry, Josh. Can, I, so can, I, just, can I just interrupt just, for a second? Because I'm, so, I'm having such a great time right <laughs> no, now. <laughs> so much fun. I know people have stopped. We'll, we'll get back to where they want to talk about. So, you're, you're ready to buy the WWE Network and oh. look at all these matches, right? Yeah, nine ninety nine a month, everybody. <laughs> come on, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> come on, pal. Um, so, anyways, the, the Brain Busters have a squash match with a guy named Ted and a guy named Phil. And they squash them. And instead of the Brain Busters music starting, it's Demolition's music that ding, ding, ding. Oh, it yeah. comes yeah. in the axe. And they start freaking out and like looking around. And then here they come out and they confront them and start beating them up. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And yeah. I, I remember oh, to that day, I'm like, I'm so hooked on this. I never want to stop watching this for the rest of my life. And that's that plan is going well. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, so my top five. Uh, I would start with number one for me is the Macho Man. Mm, that's yeah. a good one. I mean, I remember. Okay, so when the Mega Powers came oh together, gosh. yes, I jumped Hogan. <laughs> I was a Macho guy. I'm just. I'm imagining when that's... they when they when they broke up, it broke my heart. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, a million pieces. I'm imagining that. Um, you remember the the, the that, like that that handshake that just wouldn't quite get there, <laughs> and then when it <laughs> finally got there, it was like just magic. Uh, yeah. Oh, things is cool. Yeah, it was amazing. I Let's do it. this, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but my number two is uh, Chris Jericho. Oh, good. Gosh, good for I you. Yeah, I, 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 don't I, I don't think anybody has a better career. And my Chris Jericho love started with number three. Armbar, and then you know, <laughs> oh, kept going dude. through the, the, the what is it? The, 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 the Saskatchewan. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's the um, it's the oh, what is it like the 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 three legged moss covered family credenza. Yes, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Whatever. It was, Perry Sat- it was whatever Perry Saturn's finisher yeah. was called. With the ring, he had the rings of Saturn. He had something else too. But yeah. oh, I remember that moment watching on Nitro, and they go to commercial, and when they come back, and he's like, he's two, still going two hundred and seventy six armbar. <laughs> Yeah, he was so good. And like, I would never ever do it again. And like, I loved it. And I couldn't believe 
the Goldberg wouldn't just come in there and beat the crap out of him. He's like, just go make money with this guy. I mean, because all, uh, all people wanted to see was him get tron- just trampled by Goldberg, which, mm-hmm. and he told him like, look, dude, just get out here and just kill me. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's what they paid to see, and. And I, I'll let you because now that you've said Jericho, how there's never been a guy that has like changed his persona over and over from like he got a, a, a list on like just a little notepad. Yeah. He got it yeah. so over that's just like you know he made wearing scarves cool. I know. I'm, I'm no, he didn't make that. scarves. Cool. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> scarves aren't there yet. He wore them. I don't know if they're cool. Okay. <laughs> But no, and then I, I guess uh, so. My th- number three would be Dusty Rhodes. Oh, okay, yep. yep. Because who, who, who has baby. a better promo than Dusty Rhodes? No one. No, the the son of a son, you know, son uh, of a plumber, plumber man, and son of a plumber man. Yeah, yeah. and then um, uh, try to what was it the one? Um, I've wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in gutters and ate pork and beans, baby. <laughs> there you go. That was a good. One. Yes. <laughs> no, the uh, just tried to tried to take work away from me, or whatever, whatever it was when he was going after Ric Flair after he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing promo. Hard but times. Then, you want to uh, talk about hard times, baby? Hard you talk time, about hard, hard times. Time yeah, that's a fantastic promo. And he had- <laughs> when he passed away, I couldn't stand it. And yeah. You know what? His son lives over here too. Yes. Uh, Dustin lives over there, correct? Yeah, he lives over in uh, a different area. I won't say the name of it, but this? no, he's he's an honorary police officer. He's super involved in this community. No, just just a good guy, and he, he's really straightened out pretty good. He's doing really good. That's awesome. And then, Is that uh, Stardust? That'd be Gold. Yeah, Gold Star- Dust. Gold Dust. Gold Dust. Gold Dust. Gold Dust. <laughs> who who doesn't tried. admire Cody? No what doubt. What they're doing over there? That's amazing. There is a thing that came out today that <laughs> they are in talks to be on TNT. So we might have the Monday Night Wars again. That'd be fantastic. Oh, I, I'm just—I I almost cried as I read the what, article. Did you catch what Hunter said? He goes, yeah. uh, "Vince will buy that little podunk company to yes. fire you." Again. Oh, we're yeah. talking to yeah. Billy Gunn. <laughs> we're talking to Billy Gunn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Good luck. Good, good luck, Vince. It's actually real billionaires over there. Yeah. 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 The other billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Self-made and all that other stuff. But my number. So that was three. Yeah. Number four. Four Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Good. For all the things you guys said, and then my number five. Is again, Mr. Perfect. That's not so much the, the Mr. Perfect character is the best character WWE ever created mm-hmm. with the vignettes and like hitting, hitting home runs with Wade Boggs and catching his own. Yeah. Catching his own pass. Pass. Oh man. It was so good. Uh, the, the bowling, the golf, like everything was just, was so good. Oh, and I loved him. And even I hated that he was, he was a heel, but as a kid, you know, you, you boo the bad guy. But there was, you just had to admire the guy, mm-hmm. and he had a cool finisher. Oh, yeah. Because it was because back then, when you get a realistic finisher, like, okay, he's in a, a you know, just a suplex, and he's locked his hands, and I can't get out. It's just, right. it's great. <laughs> yep. And every yeah. time I get out of the car and I'm chewing gum, I always try to hit it with my hand, and I miss like, not, I miss <laughs> nine out of ten times, and the dude never missed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not the only one that tries to hit his. <laughs> I only do it outside. I don't do oh, it in the yeah, house. I, yeah, I only, only do it outside. outside. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. And then if I had to have a special men- honorable mention, not a wrestler, I think the greatest character ever in wrestling is Bobby the Brain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, 100% correct. The weasel. He, he did everything perfect. I don't know that anything he did badly or poorly. And him and Gorilla Monsoon were the greatest team yep. that ever lived. 
and, and everything he did. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for him with the brain, but he made the brain busters yes. that much cooler. Andre the Giant was that much cooler. I mean, everything he did was. It, would we care about Haku? Not at all. And, and no, it, no, he made Haku Haku. Yeah, yeah, yes. And, and Haku's a great mm-hmm. wrestler and everything, but the guy doesn't talk. But he needed Bobby the Brain Heenan. So, yeah. And I will say that my favorite Heenan moment is when him and Gorilla would be on the mic, and they'd always throw to Sean Mooney, and he would always uh-huh. say "Who?" like every time, and I would crack up every single time. And it was just this and Gorilla Monster, and now we're gonna throw it to Sean Mooney, "Who?" And I'd be like, "He does it every time. It's amazing." So, well, I also like you know when when Bobby would get off on a tangent. And a girl would be, will you stop it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, gra- a great heel commentator, and Gorilla was amazing too. It was just so fun to listen to. And another, and Gorilla and and Jesse were great together. Yeah. But Jesse, I mean, God, in real life, I could do without that guy. Yes. But I definitely love the whole. Uh, now, the, if you if you want to read a good uh, you know conspiracy theory book like a JFK book, and then Jesse Ventura is your man. Yes, <laughs> but I, I, he wants to run for president. I think he wanted Howard Stern to be his vice president, and I'm like, Ugh, mm, no, America does not need that <laughs> at I all. I don't really know <laughs> it's what a bad that. idea. Is it though, or is it brilliant? <laughs> <laughs> that it's reality. Well, TV. I'll tell you what, Jesse is very pro-abortion. Oh, oh yeah, there you go, there you go, bringing it back know. full circle. Way to go, Doug. <laughs> well, and he's not just pro-abortion; he's pro-old arguments. Oh, oh every, every pro-lifer is just an old, rich, white guy. No, mm. no, that's not it. Yeah, that's not true at all. If you go to these marches and these rallies, you're going to find a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. You find a lot of women, and women are running this sucker. They're taking back the uh, the narrative. It's no, it's not old, rich, white guys at all. So you you guys started a nonprofit when she came out of Planned Parenthood. What was that nonprofit you started? Yeah, she uh, she started her own little ministry called. Uh, I say little. It's, ginormous but it's a uh, called and then there were none and uh what they do is they try to get women or and men whoever wants to get out of the abortion industry and uh they they pay a little bit of salary for a couple or a couple, few weeks and uh and they try to help them build up a resume so they can get a new job and they actually get them in contact with people for a new job because when, believe it or not, you know, everybody seems to support Planned Parenthood, but there's a little stink that rubs off on you when you put, because there's a lot of fraud that goes on in there mm-hmm. and uh, little things that people are like, Ooh, we don't know if we want these shitty folks working for us. So when people leave Planned Parenthood, not a lot of people want to hire them. And so anyway, the, they help people get a new job. Uh, they offer healing retreats and counseling, and they have a really tremendous um, group where they just kind of talk to each other. Because honestly, you don't get it unless you were there. You know, does that make yeah, sense? That makes sense. Oh, yeah, kind of yeah. like, yeah. If if you didn't live it, you probably don't understand what they're going to say, and they're going to say things that some people are like, I can't imagine ever having that mindset, but they do because they lived it. Yeah, you know. And uh, one thing I would say is very common amongst those women. Uh, they'll leave and the nightmares start. Mm-hmm. It's like their brain blocks it while they're there. And then when they leave, they get a lot of nightmares and there's uh, just kind of this uh, pull towards uh, self-medicating okay, and maybe getting involved in the wrong things. And so Abby and her group, they really kind of steer them 
in the right direction. And they kind of preach the gospel by taking care of their needs. Because you know what Jesus talks about? Um, you gave that homeless man a shirt, so you gave me a shirt. You know, you fed this yep. man, you fed me. Right. And that's, that's, you know, you don't have to quote scripture for people to understand that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so in, in my opinion, that's, that's living the gospel, not just speaking it, which I think is way more important, you know, cause prayer without works is dead. And so you get out there and, and, you, and you do the works that, and you do it out of love for Christ, right. In his church. And so anyway, that's what they're out there doing. And, and again, it's called, and then there were none, and they, they've had, uh, she expected maybe 12, 15 people to leave a year. Here we are a few years later, and they have over 500. That's unreal. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and one thing that you guys tell with your story and everything, especially her story, is the story of grace, and that at the end of how many, you know, the 22,000 plus abortions that she was a part of, and kind of that scene when she's like, you know, how can, you know, how can God forgive me and everything, you know, because he's God. It's it's you guys getting in touch with these people and being able to show them like, look, yeah, that, that part of your life happened. It's over. There's a bigger God that's out there that's going to show you grace and to say now that you've seen what it is, now you start your journey and you start talking to these people, educating these people, and then help them. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Th- there's no sin too big for God, right? Mm-hmm. Well, your greatest sin would be not allowing God to forgive you. Yes, you know that 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 would be a terrible decision. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, she's definitely getting in touch with these people and just reminding me, like, hey, we have this God that loves us and cares for us, and that He doesn't just want us to be happy; He wants us to be holy. He wants us to you know, be, you know, have this relationship with Him. So come on with it, you know. And so. It, I think that works really well with these people because, you know, they, they hear a lot of people screaming at them. You know, at the beginning of the movie, people were like yelling just the worst things to them. Oh, you're going to burn. Oh, you're the worst. And so, it, and then to hear some people standing next to them be like, we're praying for you. You know, it's great. But it, it feels a little disingenuous. So mm-hmm. they want to hear that their needs are going to be met. And yeah. then you kind of start squeaking in. Like you just kind of, you keep showing them the love of Christ instead of telling him about it. Yeah. And, and I think that's what really works for these people. And, and for women going in that want to have abortions, same thing. You know, you, you, we have to, as a church, as people, as a culture, let these women know, Hey, we can take care of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to take care. Of, and and it, we have to step up in that role. You know, it's, it's kind of our biggest calling is to love thy neighbor. Right. Yeah. You know, what do you say? That's one of the greatest commandments. Is mm-hmm. that the one? That's one of okay, them. Okay, sorry. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm Catholic now, so we don't read our Bible that much. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, so, yeah, that's to love thy neighbor and just show them that grace. Like you said, grace is the biggest thing that we got to show these people. And, and quit judging them and tell them, no, 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 you deserve to go to jail. Well, do they did, forgive them? They don't know what they do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's it, it's fun to watch Abby's ministry grow so much, and they've had doctors come out. Yeah. So, and like in the movie, that doctor that performs the ultrasound guided abortion is a former abortion doctor. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah he he uh, performed over like twelve thousand abortions or twelve hundred. I can't remember. That's a huge difference, obviously. Yeah. But uh, no, and, and the nurse in that scene as well. 
wow. is a former abortion worker. And so they, they wanted to make it as authentic as possible. Yeah. So they got yeah. him in there. And one of the, the job. one of the things that you see from that, from like Twitter and everything of these people that have uh, reviewed the movie that have never watched the movie, but will come out and say, it's all propaganda. I haven't watched the movie, but it's propaganda. And you, they, the thing that's come back from my plan is they're like, well, we used an abortion doctor who quit doing abortions and we used a nurse who was also in the room doing abortions. So we think we got it pretty authentic. Yeah. Yeah. No, and whenever Dr. Leventino walked in, he started rearranging the instruments and all the stuff that how you would have had it. Oh, wow. When he was in there. You know, he, he made it. He was like, nope, I want it this way. And it wasn't that hard on him, but apparently it was really hard on his wife because mm. she had oh, never I seen see. him do that. My God. And she was kind of like me in the sense that she was pro-life leaning. She did not appreciate what he was doing. She didn't want him to be doing it. And then uh, when he left, you know, she was ecstatic. But she had never seen him do that, perform that. You know, it was kind of just don't ask, don't tell in home, at home. And so when she did see that in the movie, that was actually very emotional for her. Wow. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you're listening and you have not yet seen Unplanned, make sure you go and see it. Um, because, you know, whether whatever side of the argument you fall mm-hmm. on, um, you know, if you're pro-life, if you're pro-choice, if you're on the fence, just see it. Just get the information, and then I think you'll have a much uh, a much clearer understanding uh, about what really happens. Jesse and Brooks had said this. They came and talked to our Young Marrieds class, and they said, look, if you're pro-choice, go watch it just so you know exactly what you're for. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. maybe really don't know what is going on, and they're just like, oh, no, I'm pro-choice because it's a, woman, it's a woman's right. Like, okay, well, go see this just so you can tell somebody this is this is what I'm for. And if you're, like you said, on the fence— at least you get to see like what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, they need to see what they're supporting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I talked about another podcast, like it's, it, it offends the senses because abortion is offensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the funny thing. Like our pastor, had, he had said, Hey everybody, this movie's coming out like the, uh, the week before it came out, go see this. Hollywood gave it an R rating because they are basically telling you that abortion is violent. And mm-hmm. it deserves an R rating, except they'll they'll tell you that it's it's okay. So it's 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 just it's mind boggling. <laughs> it's crazy that yeah. they can say that and with a straight face and say, "Oh no, it's way too violent for and graphic for you guys to see." But I mean, it's okay. Yeah, uh, it's 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 nuts. okay for a fourteen year old to go get an abortion, but she's not okay to go see this movie. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of what they went with whenever we got the R rating. Or like, are you kidding me? It, 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 they just handed us advertising. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been uh, a, a great chat. And I, I will say, uh, Josh never got to give his top five of wrestlers. <laughs> and I was okay with that. I'll give you a top five, but do it. Do it, Josh. Just so I, okay. Let's. Uh, I, I was a big fan of Ted DiBiase back in the day. Million Dollar Man. Million Dollar Man. The million, yes, the million Dollar Belt was all I wanted as a yes. kid. <laughs> um, my high school days, Goldberg was uh-huh. my guy. Yeah. Okay. All time favorite, The Rock. Yeah, oh, um, of course. Early days, Hawk Hogan. You know, I, I didn't like him in the in the later years, but uh, and the Ultimate Warrior was always always there. So mm-hmm. good list. Uh, so there's it's, my it's, list. It's a great list, and especially um, one of the things about like the million dollar belt that, that's so great is that he was he says like, well, I don't need the championship belt because I'm a millionaire. I'm just going to create this belt, yeah. and I'm the million dollar yeah. champion. And yeah. then he got well, Virgil, guys and they just rolled around. Listen together. to. Um, 
uh, Bruce Pritchard. No. Yes, we do. Listen okay. to all of them. That episode about the Million Dollar Man was one of the greatest things in the world. Ever. Uh, and uh, the whole thing, as you're listening to it, it's you're realizing that the Million Dollar Man is Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I love everything Conrad does. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's yeah. – um, I'm I'm a realtor and my nephew mm-hmm. is on Twitter and he's reached out to Conrad and Conrad's talked to him several times, like been super nice and talked back with him. And I actually got Very in cool. touch with him for like mortgages. And <laughs> so it's just me reaching out like for my fandom for him to get mortgages so that I can have that little bit of touch to Conrad Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty and, funny. And right? I don't know that, if you guys, your, that's your end. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all noticed what Kerry did, he brought it right back to wrestling. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's like, we're not leaving without a little more of this. I, I'm telling you, man, it's it's hard to find some. I mean, I talk to Keith a lot. I talk to Josh a lot about wrestling, and they've got different lives and everything. So, I, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to get, but to actually get to talk about it. I mean, it's no, it's great. I'm glad you've got somebody now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Conrad. I mean, what's cool is it? He's this fat mortgage guy, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's probably one of the coolest podcasters out there. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, he he really knows what he's doing. He's got a handle on it. He he gives his he, he does not back off. He gives his guys a hard time. And he, he he dumps on Triple H all the time, even though he's a the guy. <laughs> yes. know, it's fun. Everybody loves it. It's so entertaining. Doug, did you do you remember the episode of Something to Wrestle? And I think it was the Rick Rude episode, but when Bruce tells the story about how he prank called Rick thinking it was Rick oh my Blair. God, that's oh, yeah. a great story but he pretended to be dusty Rhodes, and he actually called rick rude do you remember that story oh yeah like, oh. yeah come on in <laughs> yeah, we got some for you i'm drinking a lot baby i've been drinking a lot so 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 i want to come in early i don't want you i don't want anybody to see you i don't want anybody to see you <laughs> so i, I just got the coming early baby come on over, yeah. baby i've got the thing for you baby and rick, and rick rude's like all right i'll be there and then every, the next day it's like yeah, you called Rick Rude, man. <laughs> yeah, no, Randy Savage had to like. Oh yeah, that's that fence, right? He's like, oh yeah, he's like, he's yeah. Got yeah. Hey, come on, just a joke now, brother. Yeah, this is Bruce doing Bruce, man. Come on. Oh yeah, he's gonna talk, and I'm gonna walk away. This is hot. <laughs> hey, I, sometimes when I'm talking to my wife, and just to make her mad, I'll go into either Dusty Roads or Macho Man. She's like, just stop. Just I think just Dusty's easier to go into. Yeah, because it's that much fun, and Randy's just easy to go into because it's easy. Oh yeah, just kind of be out of breath a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just, <Yeah. talk. laughs> just just drop a couple octaves and go. Uh, yeah. Oh man, well this, well, guys, has, been, this has been fun. I've had a good time. This uh, has we, been great. Yeah, this has been awesome, Doug. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, you can find Doug on uh, Facebook. Uh, Doug on Tap is your public uh, Facebook page. Uh, and yeah, all the things. Yeah, and then Twitter, Doug on Tap, all the other things too. Hmm. Awesome. And awesome. DougOnTap.com is my blog. Where it's it's like uh, JR's blog, the loneliest blog on the internet, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> cool story. Hey, cool story about JR. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so Carrie um, used to work with someone who um, was the producer for JR's podcast. Yeah, I'm good oh, friends wow. with his producer. Uh, my degree is in broadcast journalism, so I worked at a TV station here, and we had – Jim Ross come on whenever we did OU football and he would I've met Jim Ross three times and he he has never really met me three times because every time I talk about my fandom and he always gives me a Hall of Fame card and he signs it so I have three Hall of Fame Jim Ross cards yeah but we'll, we talk about wrestling a little bit and uh, I've worked with his producer so yeah what, what happened was we were all playing church league softball and we had this idea we were going to make this like intro video for our church league softball team. Mm-hmm. And so Carrie reached out um, to this guy 
and got JR to record um, uh, some some clips for us. Yeah. Like just doing lots of his one-liners. I, I've got the file still in my email where he's doing it, and he's like, all right, let's get, let's get this done. All right, three, two, one. And then he, you know, <laughs> he does awesome. it. So here's some of them. Well, does he, does he, you know, he talks about on his podcast how much he appreciates fans. Do you feel like he does? Oh, he does. I mean, he, there's not a question. I, he talked to me when I was working <laughs> at Fox 25. He talked to me for an hour after his segment was done. And I, I was a producer at the for the ten o'clock hour, uh, no nine o'clock hour, and he sat there and it was like seven a.m. and we talked about Jerry Lawler having his heart attack at the desk. We talked about this and that, and he just he will sit there and talk to you until it's like, all right, man, I gotta go, and I'm like, all right, I, I appreciate it. Oh my you. god! <laughs> yeah, you gave me all the time I could have ever imagined for. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's he's amazing to talk to, and then you know you start talking about OU football, and he's in on that, and. He's a uh, he, he's just one of those awesome guys, and I do remember telling him when I got into broadcast journalism, like my dream was to be a professional wrestler. I'm five seven, one hundred and seventy mm-hmm. pounds now. Can't do it unless I was going to be Rey Mysterio, and right, and he, nobody can do that, and nobody can do that. And he, I mm-hmm. said, so I wanted to get a journalism degree so I could be so I could try out for the WWE as a uh, announcer. And he said, don't do it, man. He said, if you got a family, if you got somebody you love, don't do it. And don't do it. Yeah. So hard life. Yeah, hard life. Well, there you go. Yep. Yeah, so I didn't. <laughs> I also love, you know, uh, Sam Roberts. Oh, yeah. He got, what's his name, to do the uh, intro, the introducing, you know, what's his name? Oh, Howard Finkel? Finkel? Yeah, he has and Finkel this doing corner. his intro. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, the Sam Roberts show, you know, that's great. And oh, in man. this corner, Doug yeah. Johnson has Doug, <laughs> Doug Johnson. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Howard Finkel's just, he, he's the best announcer of all time. Yeah, yeah. He is. Oh, oh man, do better. this has been great. I, this it's late for everybody, but man, you have been awesome oh, yeah. to be on this show with us, and uh, so okay. we, we appreciate your time, um, everybody. Doug Johnson. Uh, so we thank you very much for listening. Go see the movie. Go see um, the movie. Yeah. And then there were none, and uh, and follow him on get it, follow him on Twitter and see if we can if we can edge out uh, Abby with all her followers. That's what done. we need to do. Yeah. That needs yeah, to be yeah, our campaign right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for staying up with us and talking to us. This has kind of been a, a, a dream of us. I'd like to talk to you after we've seen the movie, and I've uh, you know talked with Brooks about you and everything. I think uh, it's an amazing story, and I'm glad that people are are finally getting to see this side of of everything that's going on. Oh, it's been it's been a good time. I really enjoyed it. Cool, cool. Well, thanks so much, man. Have a good night. You too. All right, that was the interview. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it because we had an absolutely fantastic time. Uh, Doug was just awesome. We had a great time talking to him. Um, In fact, we had so much fun talking to Doug to just be completely transparent with you guys. Uh, We uh, had some extra audio that we recorded uh, before the interview started and then after as well. And it's mostly just more wrestling talk and some other things. But we wanted to go ahead and include that just as some bonus um, audio here at the end of the episode. So thanks again so much for listening. We appreciate you very much. Uh, keep listening if you want to hear uh, a few little extra uh, tidbits here. Hang on. Let's, let's go back for a second. Were you saying poems or poems? Poem. You're saying poem? Poem. Okay. P-O-E. He had an S on it. And he, he said it right. Poems. But I, but I thought you said poems. Poems. Like fancy. No. <laughs> I don't talk like that. No. I just want to no. talk about lyrics. Uh, oh, goodness. 
but there was one lady that was like, I really do have a poem that I wrote um, a few years ago. I really, really would like you for you to read it. I don't know if you can find it in your inbox because I can't find it in mine. <laughs> like in the comments. And everybody's what? like, what? <laughs> what? Do you not listen, lady? Oh, here he goes. Oh, my God. Doug. That's me. Doug, what's up, brother? <laughs> Doug is on the Big Boy Pants podcast. Hey, man. Hey, so so we, we certainly don't want to take up too much of your valuable time, because right. from what we've gleaned from your social media page, you're a pretty busy guy, you know, so... I do things, yeah. but until I'm not busy. <laughs> yeah. I spend lots of time sitting around and all of a sudden scramble to do something. So. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. um, before we start taping everything, is there anything that you want us to plug for you? Like, I mean, obviously, we will mention your social media pages and things like that. Um, anything specific that you want us to uh, to mention? No, the best thing is going on right now with like after the movie is uh, talking about Abby's ministry, and then there were none. Mm-hmm. Okay, helping clinic workers get out, and really they they're getting a lot of donations and a lot of people wanting to leave. So any help they can get, but other than that, no, it's just kind of okay. The use, yeah. Well, let me let me um, how rude of me. Let me introduce myself. I'm Keith. <laughs> yes. Okay, hello, Keith. And then uh, here's the other guys. Uh, I'm Carrie Shuck. I'm actually Brooks Ryan's uncle in real life. Oh, good to meet you. Yeah, he texted me. He's he's stoked that I'm doing this. I know. So. I talked to him tonight. We had a, a, gala, a gala for the Ebony Clinic that's here, and uh, he, he stopped me. He's like, hey, I, I, I talked to Doug earlier, so it was pretty fun. And yeah. I'm, and I'm Josh Jackson. I'm Carrie right. Shuck's uh, friend. Best <laughs> <laughs> just know these guys yes yeah he, he's he's here we, we we put him at gunpoint we're like you're gonna you're gonna talk on this podcast so yeah <laughs> share your thoughts all right cool, okay man. hey so is there um um how much time do you think you have oh, i got you know all the kids are down they're asleep okay. the house is clean the dogs are sleeping so it's whatever. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, man. Because well, Doug, I, I, and I, 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 you did watch WrestleMania, correct? Of course I did. Okay. Cause <laughs> it only took me four or five days. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to get and through it. It was four or five days for me, and I watched it from the kickoff show till the very end of the botch. And then... Uh, yeah, I, the botch. And so 15 hours of, of great wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't... I did not watch the kickoff show. I did watch NXT. Oh yes, Raw and, and Raw and SmackDown, and the Hall of Fame. Yep. But you know, there's only so much time to watch all that content. It's ridiculous. I want to, and I'm hoping one of these guys that sits next to me would one time want to go to a WrestleMania starting on Thursday and go all the way through, you know, through a SmackDown. But listen, even if you're not a fan, it's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to be a fan to have fun at these things. See, looking at me. When we when we talk about when Keith introduces our wrestle fandom, and we, I know we haven't started the show yet, so this is just me. Okay. I've been watching yeah. it since I was like six years old, and I'm thir- thirty nine, yeah. about to be forty. So Keith came. I'm in. I'm forty one. Just turned forty one. So right, there you go. We're right there. Keith probably came in. A little after that, no, I like, was. I'm 36 now, but I started watching when I was about six as well. So, so. you're, you're, but okay. you were in the WWE era of Papa Shango's and oh yeah, like so you're in that era. Yes, and then Josh came in I, high school. No, 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 no. I I went and saw Ric Flair 
at the arena at the fairgrounds when I was about six years old. Okay. Oh, you saw him at a fairground. Yeah, so yeah that's fairgrounds. I mean, that's like that's mid south stuff, yeah, right there. That's buddy. when it was WCW. <laughs> he was the champion. <laughs> he come out with a, one of them brick cell phones. Oh, oh awesome. man, yeah, the, the Zach Morris phone. That's, yeah. Oh man, that's when it was. Okay, so so we're all. Uh, this is going to be good. This is going to be but great. We are, we are going to talk about. Being dads, of course, and then you know everything leading up with the movie and everything. So, but when I when I went to your Twitter page and I saw WrestleMania as the banner, and that you had mm-hmm. tweeted at Seth Rollins, I immediately texted Keith and I was like, Keith, <laughs> I think we've got a chance to get Doug <laughs> Johnson. Well, listen, this Eddie has flown on a flight with Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, she's friends, she's good friends with Titus O'Neil. Oh wow! And, uh, and she's also who's the other one she met. Oh, she flew with Mark Henry oh, after oh. he came back from Somebody Alabama get that from a, a shoulder injury, uh-huh. shoulder surgery, and he lives here in Austin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. Cool. I mean, no, she she's met all these guys, and I can't. No, she didn't. She was on the flight with Bo Dallas, but she didn't get to meet him. Mm. But she texted me his picture. She's like, "Who is this guy?" And it was it was uh, <laughs> it was Roman with a top knot. Man bun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, that's Roman Reigns looking as girly as girl can be, but you know, <laughs> he's still a stud. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, don't, you don't want to tell like, him nope, about that. Gotta go meet him. Yes. <laughs> I still believe though, just so you guys know. Oh man, I wish we could get NXT believe back. I mean, that was that was gold. Right, well, why Josh? isn't he yeah. part of the Wyatt family? That's oh no, we can't. And you know, this I, is I, this I, is good stuff. We should save this for the show. Let's let's start recording. <laughs> just real quick, because I okay. just want to throw this out yeah. there. <laughs> when, when Bo Dallas was going through his Bo leave in WWE and it wasn't really getting over from the NXT crowd to this, and then he grew that beard and he came out with this different heel persona, I was like, This is where the Wyatt family comes out takes him right. under and then it becomes a whole new thing and it never happened and it drives me absolutely crazy that they have these storylines out there and they never get done so well i think he was then seemed to be in a phase where he was like no i can't do the obvious because it's too predictable i was like well if it's logical do it, it yes it, it even if it's not obvious i mean just like you said just, i'm so sorry <laughs> I, now you guys said I, you were 40 and 41 <laughs> But I, I hear two 17-year-olds going at it right now. No, it's just I, I've watched this for years, and I've just seen these different things. And then, and I've been so happy about SmackDown with the Kofi thing because somebody asked me like three months ago, like, what would you do with like Brock Lesnar to keep him up and then keep him with the title? I was like, I'd do a gauntlet match because you already have four people with like Elias and uh, there was, uh, you know, Seth and Roman. Oh, my and God. You, and then you could keep all these guys and then you could have him get all the way through a gauntlet match and keep him up and then he could lose the match. And then they finally did it with Kofi and all these. And I was just blown away by it. They finally had good storytelling. Well, okay. I liked it, Seth. I, I thought to kick him in the ding ding was a good call. Oh, I did too. Honestly, it was a good Keith has all of our things down. No, it was. That was the move I would have done because you still yes. keep him strong and you've got the title off of him. So, right. It was perfect because the referee was like, nope, you came in and beat the crap out of him and you mm. cheated. So I'm yep. going to let him. Kick you in the, the junk, and we're good to go. Yep. Keep fighting. Here we go. Uh, Let's get it on. So, so exciting. <laughs> I, it's just, it's just. I, you got Kerry Shuck on the edge of a seat right I now. Literally, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 my it's my favorite thing ever, and it's my my bugaboo whenever we we teach a young marrieds class, and whenever we get a new person in, and we're like, yeah, this is us. I'm you know I've been with Molly for eighteen years. Um, I love professional wrestling. I'm just getting it out there right now, so you guys know because mm-hmm. those are my analogies. Yes. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I talk about it as often as I possibly can. 
but I don't have any close friends. No, like you're lucky to have each other. It's I don't have any oh. close friends that you're, are into it like I am. You can call me anytime, man. I'll text <laughs> you. Right. I, I've got a, right. I got one good friend that we used to watch in high school. He lives in California. He'll text me. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know anymore. And uh, another one that lives close by too. So, so if we get four tickets to WrestleMania, you're in. Yeah. Oh my okay. god! Absolutely. Let's do this. <laughs> I wish I'd gone when it was in New Orleans. Oh, uh, I should have gone. Both I know. Times. And then there was one in uh, where, was it Houston? Houston? Uh, where did I went? To, I went to twenty five. I saw Sean and okay. Taker. Okay. One. Ooh, lucky. Which such such good matches. Yeah, and I sat nosebleed, and nobody was sitting down for that match. Oh, nobody. Huh. And we were exhausted for for Triple H and and Orton. <laughs> yeah, completely that's how, exhausted. That's how it, that's it was how it awesome. Should be. Let's let's roll this thing. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right, Doug. I'm going to introduce us, and uh, we're just going to start talking, man. See what happens. And this sounds like it's going to be a great time. Awesome. So, okay. Right. Are you there? Yes. Okay. So um, we're going to probably tag you on Twitter, right? Yeah. Twitter, yeah. Facebook, and do all that stuff. Yeah, we we don't uh, we don't do much with our social media. <laughs> if well, jo- jo- Josh Josh is finally he's the one. I don't have social media at all. Um, Keith has it some, and Josh has really taken over this year. And we've actually gotten a lot more likes, a lot more looks, and like we've had since we got an Apple iTunes, like more and more people have have been getting it. And I I, I credit it all to Keith and Josh. For Keith, the Keith's going to work the Twitter. So oh yeah. man. Okay, a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. You, you really have to stay on top of it. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we definitely appreciate it, man. No yeah. problem. Hey, man, if you want to call, we we could do pay per views afterwards. Oh my gosh, because I could I could talk wrestling all the time. <laughs> you should see Carrie's face right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Hey, tens of tens of people will listen to that, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what, that's what we'll call it. Tens of tens, yeah. tens and tens of wrestling fans, and all of the tens of tens in attendance. <laughs> it's time for it'd be awesome yeah well we appreciate it man and uh, yeah i mean and now now that you've thrown that out there don't think that it's not gonna happen cause <laughs> yeah. that, that's my dream like we we have this podcast to talk about us being dads and uh raising our kids terribly and uh because there's so many things that are always thrown at you and and if you throw in wrestling into it man it just became my. And, yeah, and we always do it late at night like this because we also had to put our kids to bed before <laughs> yes. we can right. come out yeah. and play. No, so. I understand completely. You know, and my kids all call wrestling championship. Are we watching championship? Ooh. Which I love. Oh, yeah. And they all pile on top of me and we watch it for about 10 minutes. If they're talking, they, they want the matches. They don't want all the talking. They yeah. can't stand that crap. Like, get out of here. Yeah. But I, I was uh, the same when I was younger and then. When I started, what like really? I think it was about sixth grade that it clicked. Like when the Four Horsemen came out, and it's the the promo that like it goes for fourteen minutes. I was just enthralled. Like, oh my gosh, this is this is what wrestling is. Talk me into well, the, the building. The fire me. I'm already fired. Fire me. Promo. Oh gosh. <laughs> fire me. Fire me. Oh man. So good. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, anytime Ric Flair takes his shoe off and starts beating him in the head, and then a a cut opens up, I'm just like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. This guy's amazing. Getting color the hard way, buddy. Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you, a bucket list item for me is to elbow drop my own coat jacket in the middle of the wrestling <laughs> <night>. <laughs> That would be fantastic. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna make that happen. 
Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Let's do it. <laughs> well, next next Hall of Fame, we'll rush the stage yeah. when somebody's up there, and then uh, we're like, we're not. Oh, here you'll to pay attack. the price. We're man. not here to attack the wrestler. Doug just wants to elbow his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd Come still on, pay the price. Jacket, elbow it. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Did you uh, see the? Did you see the guy take down Bret Hart? Yeah, and then I got on. I think Instagram had a few pretty good videos. Oh, oh. Da- Dash Wilder. Oh, that yeah. that poor dumbass got his butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so the, bad. The first mistake is, of course, like the wrestlers are all going to get in there and hit and beat the guy up. That's that's a given. But the fact that Travis Brown, a UFC fighter, got in there before all of them, that guy had no chance. He yeah. took like oh, nine he straight shots. The crap out of that guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if we want to understand, uh, Harry Smith got in quite a yes. few shots. Yeah, he got in there with and his... And then uh, that guy that did that is an MMA fighter. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 he, and he did it because he was protesting the all-female main event. What? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he felt that women shouldn't main event. Well, what did uh, poor Bret Hart have to do with that? <laughs> well, Natalia was one of the starters of... The women's revolution and oh. Bret Hart was up there, so he was going to take Bret Hart down, mm. and then that was his. Why is it? I always felt like Natalia is one of the best that never was. I think yeah. she's amazing. Yeah, yeah well, she's good. Yeah, as far and as the women go, yeah, it, it, it's like if she was younger at this time, she would be in that. But now she's just kind of like the mother figure, and she doesn't yes. get her doesn't get her due. The, the weird S and M looking mother figure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> <Who> loves <laughs> Which cats. I could do without that gimmick. Yeah. But no, uh, Natalia and Charlotte when they they wrestled, I guess three or four years ago at Breakdown. Mm-hmm. That's when my daughter became a fan. She watched that match. She was literally jumping on my couch. <laughs> and then whenever Charlotte won, she cried. Oh wow! <sighs> she was like, "I can't believe the bad guy won." And I was like. Oh, my, uh, I, don't, I don't want to burst her bubble until it's fake. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep going. <laughs> that, that's when you're like, oh, I can't believe it either. How could this happen? My, uh, oh my gosh, you're so right. My daughter's favorite is Sasha Banks. And I kind of agree with her because nobody sells quite like Sasha Banks mm-hmm. does. Like you, you see Sasha Banks take bumps and you think she's getting killed. Oh, I, I've thought she's broke her neck in several matches. Yeah. I was like, well, she took that too hard. She's dead. Yeah. And then she gets up. And <laughs> so, well, all the women, my favorite is probably Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Shane she's I mean, yeah. Shane is amazing. She, she's yeah. like she's kind of like a Kurt Angle when they'll talk about, on, uh, you know, something to wrestle like a person that just came in and they got it from like day one. Like she's like, right. I was in this, you know, MMA. I was a fighter, and I now know what's going on here. I still don't think Ronda's really got that. Yeah, like she hasn't flipped that switch to understand it as much. Ronda's but. done a great job, but she's kind of overselling certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take so much time to do that. Like. Stop talking to the crowd. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I know she's come out and she said that she's grew up with like a stammer, and so when she gets too nervous and talking, like okay, stop having her talk. Just have her yeah, do. Don't just do have it. her do a couple of things. She can come out and say, "I'm going to kick somebody's butt," and then be done. You don't give her like eight minute promos. I mean, I just anyway. No, I agree. Yeah, this yeah. is great. Cool. So <laughs> we could we talk all night, man. <laughs> um, Doug, you are you are officially my favorite person. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh well, you know, uh, I'm not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I leave short impressions with people. You'll get to know me, and I'll, I'll fall down to number two or three on your list. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, no. That's I, whenever I whenever I meet people and they're like they laugh at my jokes, they think I'm funny and everything, and my wife just sits there 
they're like, you must be laughing like this all the time. And she's like, for the first two years, you, you haven't heard all his material. I've heard all his material. So, um, Abby laughs now just so to, to break the awkward silence. When I make <laughs> so, you know, she's like, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> you know, oh, it's so funny. Let's go. I can tell my wife's fake laugh. Yeah, me too. And I'll just look at her and go, really? Yeah. Pity laughs. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know, just let me fail. Is yeah. that where we are? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thanks, man. Right. Appreciate you. Have a great night. All right. We'll All talk right. to you guys later. Yeah, yeah later, the best, yeah. man. All right. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. That was great. That was from top to bottom. Like, that was just great. I think we just made our mark. I, there wasn't a bad moment in that. Not one. Well, like, do we want to, like, just come in and say, hey, this is Big Boy Bye. Bye.